0: It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. What are you looking at, Mindy? I know you're looking at something on your computer. No,
1: look, my hands are <laughs> at my sides. How am I looking at something? I'm looking at my story. Okay, okay. Wow, like you're already accusing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you were watching a Broad City clip like two seconds before I wanted to start. And
1: yeah, I, I exited it's, out it's of that. It's closed. The, okay. Yeah, the tab is gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can see the reflection in your eyes. Just so you know.
1: Okay, okay. but you're just yeah, it's to see a white text. screen.
0: <laughs> All right, so um, I'm Josh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mindy. And um, yeah, we're on episode forty-one uh, this week. So, um, yeah, there's not really a special distinction for that number, but no. we're well, heading towards 50.
1: Yeah. And this is like the episode where like, I'm not working anymore cause it's summer vacation and so oh, yeah. I'm free. So you can
0: get loose and wild
1: and free. Yes. And party hard <laughs> and whatever else.
0: Yeah. Like we're known to do.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Stay in. <laughs> Stay in and watch movies and,
0: yeah, and uh, Netflix and Game of Thrones and stuff.
1: Well, yeah. Well,
0: not anymore. But.
1: Well, we have that documentary we saw to watch. Oh, yeah. So, but that, it, that's, that's uh, us going this crazy. is off.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is off-mic discussion. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so um, we have an interesting one this week mm-hmm. um, because uh, we're doing space. We're going to be talking about space-related yes. things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've... Have you ever been to, like, a space station or anything?
1: Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to ask if I've been to space. Have you ever been
0: to space before?
1: Um, <laughs> I've been spacey.
0: <laughs> All the time?
1: Yeah. Um, no, but I don't think I have. Um, I think in Washington, this D.C., they have, like, a whole, like, um, airplane museum that's mm-hmm. part of the Smithsonian, and there's some, like, space... Like ships, there, yeah, yeah, but I think that's Space,
0: like ships, <laughs> yeah,
1: spaceships, spaceship, yeah, all that stuff. But um, I think that's the closest. Like,
0: it's just to that. weird that you were born in Houston, but you never went. But it's because you you weren't there for
1: yeah. I was only there till I was four. Yeah. <laughs> so I... even I'll,
0: if you went, you wouldn't have remembered.
1: Yeah, like I remember my parents said they took me to the zoo a lot because like mm-hmm. I get because like the hospital I was born in is like right next to the zoo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh. But I don't remember. I just remember there's a train that I went on, and that's it. Hmm. I don't remember anything else about the zoo. You
0: can tell that on the, the, our next episode about trains. Trains. <laughs> that, that'd be pretty boring. I think.
1: <laughs> so it unless first started like,
0: unless you're like Sheldon or something. You just love love trains.
1: Well, I think it was just like a. It wasn't like like a legit train. It was just like a little yeah, train. Well,
0: even even worse. <laughs> <laughs> like when we get to like the hundreds we'll just be having episodes about like shuttle cars. <laughs> we're gonna be running out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Oranges.
1: Oranges. They're great. <laughs> Vitamin C. Yeah. Et cetera.
0: This has been a five minute episode. Now yeah, we we have it's it's getting tougher but we're only in the forties, so we should have a lot more to cover.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Or and parts part twos and stuff to yeah. do so.
1: Uh, but and yeah, I mean, physically, yeah. that's the only thing, like space-wise, and mm-hmm. oh, and the space ice cream too. I remember as a yeah, kid, you've had
0: that,
1: yeah. yeah, I was super excited about it, but then I just remember it being really chalky, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I like to learn about space for a short time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like the Cosmo show that Neil deGrasse Tyson did. That was right. a really good show. Yeah, um, and season two is supposed to come out at some point. But then, then those allegations happened, and so it was held back. But anyways, and so, uh, but I like I have like existential crises whenever like, like I watch. Who's the-
0: not being held back by allegations nowadays? For sure, it's for really sure. depressing.
1: It's the men. like if
0: Bill Nye ever gets uh, like allegations, I'm just gonna die. <laughs>
1: just gonna die. Okay.
0: Like he's the last remaining hope of, <laughs> of like. Uh,
1: well, I mean... they In the
0: science world.
1: Well, they, they <laughs> like... Yeah, they helped it to, like, do the investigation, and they were like, okay, he's good.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't remember his... I guess his wasn't a big thing. Cause, well, uh, I
1: only know that because I was like, I wanted to watch The Cosmos recently, uh-huh. and I looked it up on Netflix because that's where I watched it. Yeah. And it was gone, and I was like, what's going on? And so I looked it up.
0: and When he went to the show page, it said, Sorry, he's being investigated right now <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> on the screen.
1: Along with the Donald Trump's documentary yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: That's another thing about this is completely off topic, but uh, with all the allegations, yeah, there are some that are like sketchy or just. People seeking attention, which like I feel like the Aziz one is one of those mm-hmm. that uh, was it's, like it was just a bad date and it tried yeah. to turn into a Me Too, but uh, thankfully it didn't seem to get him in trouble because people the truth came out really. So yeah, I mean not to say you shouldn't believe the women, but there's there's rare instances where it's actually they didn't actually do anything.
1: Yeah, it's
0: so it's tricky, but it's, yeah, but most would- cases. In most cases, the guy did something stupid. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're shitty people, for yeah. sure. Um, well, where was I going with this?
0: Man, I wish I was getting into Florida right now, because, like, speaking of shitty people... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm not yeah. t- talking about the state as a whole. Just the people in our stories. <laughs> May- make a note of that, please.
1: Yeah. Um, what was I saying? But, yeah, but if I watch too much of it, like, I get, like, an existential crisis. just <laughs> Because, like, we're so little in the world, and oh, I'm yeah. like, why...
0: Well, I would just be scared to be up there. Just not just like being lonely or anything, but you're just like cut off from everything, and you're in a confined space.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it'd be cool to be not have gravity for like, yeah, a, like a day, yeah, and just like drink water from the air. That would be cool, but then you'll <laughs> like get tired after a while.
0: Just, just spin around and eat potato chips like Homer, Homer <laughs> yeah. Simpson. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well. um, Anyways, let's. Okay, space. Yes. Yeah. I understand you found something. Uh huh. Um, but I have no idea what it's about, so go for it.
1: It actually has to do with women. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. this this is about the Mercury 13 program. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? No. No, yeah. Not people haven't. <laughs> um, so it's kind of, I guess, kind of similar to that movie with the, um, those three women. Oh, yeah.
0: And, yeah. Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember it. Yeah. Like something about uh, math and numbers or something. <laughs> Math and numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: the I forget. My, my girl's in it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, so this program was basically a secret program in the early 1960s um, that... Hidden they, Figures,
0: sorry. Yeah, Hidden Figures, okay, that was it. it.
1: <laughs> um, and it was these 13 American women that were trying to become the first female astronaut.
0: Sorry, did you say when?
1: Uh, early 1960s. Okay. And so in 1959, NASA had introduced this program called, it's the First American, not I mean First American, First Astronaut Corps. Um, and so they would end up becoming the Mercury 7. And so these the Mercury 7 was like a group of seven astronauts um, that would pilot um, these manned space flights f- mm. from the Mercury program from May of 1961 from May of 1963. Um, and so, although it wasn't explicitly said that, like, whoever made this group of people had to be men, um, the requirement to become part of this group is that you had... You had
0: to have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have a penis. Yeah.
1: Yes. So trans people, yeah. you could. But, um, anyways... Um, <laughs> You had to be an experienced military jet test pilot.
0: Mm. And at the time, only men... right. Basically, that's what they were saying in a roundabout way.
1: Exactly. Um, So, obviously, because of that, women couldn't be up for the job. And that's why that program was kind of started, because it kind of wanted to be astronauts. Right. Anyways, and so... um, Space medicine experts from the Air Force, his name is Brigard General Donald McFlinger. What? (laughs) No, Donald Flinkinger. Flinkinger? Yeah.
0: Okay. I'll just take your word for it. Yeah,
1: and Dr. Randy Loveless. Loveless? Loveless. Loveless. Lace. Oh, no, it's Lovelace, my bad.
0: Come on. Get together
1: here. (laughs) Sorry. Um, <laughs> they're the ones that did the physical examinations for the Project Mer- Mercury candidates, so oh, like yeah. the, the seven astronauts ever going to go um, do space stuff. Um, and so they thought that women were the better option opposed to men, because on average they were lighter, shorter, and consumed less food and oxygen. On um, average, when every pound is critical, um, hmm. and costs and like and it's like feasible for them to go into right. space flight so um and in addition they found that the tests um that the women were more resistant to radiation and less prone to cardiovascular issues
0: that makes sense yeah
1: um so these two doctors found their ideal candidate for to be an astronaut and Jerry Cobb. Um, and so she was actually, she became a licensed commercial pilot at the age of 18, Dang. which is impressive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she was flying routes from California to Paraguay. So I guess when um, they kind of announced this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, the press really got into it and were like, hey, she's like our female pilot. Oh, or yeah. whatever. yeah. Um, and so five years later... She logged about ten thousand hours in the cockpit, which is twice as much as the Mercury astronaut, future Mercury astronaut, who would be John Glenn. Damn. So she had way more experience mm-hmm. than he did, and still didn't get in the program. Anyway, of course. Uh, and so, so in 1960, um, she was 29. At the time. And so she traveled to a private clinic by, the, by these two doctors in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, and was the participant of the secret Women in Space program, which we call Mercury 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it wasn't like funded by NASA, and NASA didn't really approve it. It was just like their own kind it of was separate like thing. A,
0: yeah. Black Ops.
1: Yeah. So, she underwent the same test that was given to the Mercury 7. Like, they would pour ice water on her eyes to simulate vertigo, and they jammed a three-foot rubber hose down her throat to test stomach acid. Jesus. She was poked and prodded with needles and submerged in water and darkness to stimulate sensory isolation. And she not only passed all three <laughs> of the phases that the other astronauts went through in the screening pro- process, but she even surpassed the male astronauts in some of the tests.
0: And then laughed while doing it. hmm That's crazy. They that mm-hmm. we had to do all those things. Oh yeah. we definitely don't want to.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. But I mean I it's guess like it- torture. Yeah, but, I mean, if I'm you sure really want to be an astronaut... You're more just,
0: advanced now, though. I don't, don't think they do a hose down the throat anymore.
1: <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Maybe they just do... They still like, do,
0: like, the... Well, I'll get into it later.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. So, anyways. So, so the doctor, Lovelace, he announced the results in, the ni- in August 1960, and she became, like, super famous because there were, like... Oh my god, like this chick is like just as good or even better as some of the astronauts are testing out for this program. And so people would started calling her the Astronautics Astronet or Lady Astronaut.
0: They would call her that? Yeah. Astronaut. Yeah. just sounds like a company. It could be. <laughs> got a cable service.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, so. In order afterwards, so to see if those results that they got from her could be replicated, she recruited another two dozen other female pilots. So the range of the pilots were 21 and 39.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, as the same thing with her, the woman outperformed the men on numerous (laughs) medical and screening tests. However, once nasa got the word of the shit that was going on they canceled it this whole thing
0: and they're like you know how they got word of it
1: um i think the navy somehow found out about it
0: hmm. and then they let them know i guess yeah um not cool guys
1: yeah not cool um and so before this called she called all these like women she called them the fellow lady astronaut trainees, or flats, mm-hmm. um, and then later they were called the Mercury-13. Um, and so, um, like I said, they got caught because um, they were going to go do like a flight space flight simulation in Florida, but then the Navy was like, hey, what are you doing? And then it's on NASA, and NASA was like, no, <laughs> and so yeah. Hmm. Um, so they were like pissed off. They were yeah. Like, obviously. You know, yeah. And so. Did all that work. Yeah. They, did, they, went, they had the hoses in their I know, throats. For nothing. <laughs> for real. If
0: uh, you get a hose jammed down your throat, you want it to be for a purpose, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said.
1: <laughs> um, anyways. And so. Um, so actually, Cobb and another person, another woman, her name is Hart, not Hannah Hart. But another woman named Hart mm-hmm. um, they met with Vice President Lyndon Johnson in march nineteen sixty one to lobby f- for for this bullshit that mm-hmm. they got cancelled because right. of this and so so this is from a book that wrote this person wrote about this event, and they say. That Johnson's aide drafted a letter to NASA asking why the woman couldn't be astronauts. And after the meeting with Cobb and Hart, Johnson picked up his pen, but instead of signing the letter to send off to NASA, he scrawled, quote, let's stop this now.
0: Hold on a second. What does that mean? No, so he, so... He didn't sign the letter that he had drafted to send to NASA, right?
1: Yeah, his, his aides drafted this letter right. in order to send it NASA to NASA, okay. be like, being like, what the fuck? Why aren't you letting these? But then
0: he didn't sign it. He no. said, let's stop this now, meaning he didn't agree with the
1: yeah. letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asshole. Yeah. That's our pre- our vice president and future president, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it gets so worse. then,
0: yeah, I was going to say, so then what? It was dead from there on again?
1: What? Well, okay, let me get into what? So, because they didn't have any success over there, they went to the congressional subcommittee. July nineteen sixty two, and they said, "quote We seek only a place in our nation's space future without discrimination."
0: I'm sure the Congress is full of women that would help them out.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Not old white men, and not old white men. <laughs> old white men. <laughs> yes. Um, Prince, stop ruining our takes.
1: Um, she went on to say. There were women on the Mayflower and on the first wagon trains west working alongside men to forge new trails and new vistas. Yeah, true. We asked that opportunity in the pioneering of space. I think our society should cease to frown on the women who seeks to combine family life with career. Let's face it. For many women, the PTA is just not enough. Uh So that's that's what they're advocating for, I guess. So... During this time, the um, the Mercury Seven, those astronauts, those men that mm-hmm. were like doing all the space missions, one of them, his name was John Glenn, and so he was very famous because he had just done a five month five months um, on the orbit around Earth, and he was actually the first American to orbit the Earth. Oh, okay. Cool. So um, he said that. A new training, training program for women would jeopardize the goal of landing an American American on the moon before the end of the decade. He told lawmakers that although he believed women had the capacities to become astronauts, quote, Oh no, th-
0: their emotions.
1: <laughs> I think this gets back to the way our social order is organized. Really, it is just a fact. The men go off and fight the wars and fly the airplanes and come back and help design and build and test them. <laughs> okay yeah so no support from other mm-hmm. astronauts either so.
0: yeah i mean like <laughs> i get that men did that but it doesn't mean that women can't also and then do it if, so much if, better if, and then yeah if they're qualified or even more qualified than some of the men like it's is just, just old school type of thinking yeah at this point still
1: well i mean it's the 1960s mm-hmm. so what yeah. do you expect All anyways. The white guys still anyways so since the Mercury 13, all those women didn't find support from Congress. Um, and then they had it in the White House for men becoming astronauts or military parents. She like really, she kind of lost hope because she wasn't getting support from anyone. Mm-hmm. And then also her frustration got even worse because um, the Soviet Union released um, a cosmonaut. Her name was Valentina Tershkova? Something like that. (laughs) Something over. Yeah. And she became the first woman in space in 1963. Mm. So she was like, the fuck?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thanks a lot, country. Yay. (laughs) My country. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And so at that time, she resigned her position from NASA. And the closest she ever came to going to outer space was posing with the Mercury spaceship capsule for a newspaper. Sad. Yeah. In 1969, when Neil Armstrong, about the time Neil Str- Armstrong landed on the moon, Cobb was actually in the jungles of the Amazon using her piling skills to deliver food to the people over there. Um, food, medicine, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the work, he would be later on nominated for a Nobel Prize. That's cool. And it wasn't until 1983, about 20 years later, that an American woman, her name was Sally Ride, went into space. Oh, and sounds
0: familiar. Mm-hmm.
1: And in 1995, eight of the 11 surviving flats, or the women mm-hmm. in that group, including Cobb, gathered together to watch Eileen hmm. Collins see and to like see her going into space as the first BMO space shuttle commander nice which was kind of sad because that was their dream right. but at least they became the trailblazers right. for it to be possible They
0: paved and, away for and they
1: it. Mm-hmm, and they tried to change that environment but at the time they couldn't
0: yeah it was uh they were ahead of their time in terms of like how everyone thinks like Eventually, it would become pretty clear that... And
1: just women are better, <laughs> in general. <laughs> well,
0: well that's I crazy. go that far, but yeah.
1: But it's crazy, because <laughs> 1995,
0: I was three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And that's, yeah. that's the first time a female commanded... A space shuttle. A space shuttle outlet.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's the failed program of the Mercury 13.
0: That later led to... Success, I guess, for women yeah. in space.
1: Yeah, it didn't lead success for the women, mm-hmm. but it led to successes for other women in and NASA. And whatever. It's else. like
0: to um, to use an analogy that like men will get. It's like if you you played your whole career like on uh, uh, like on Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> and you never win a championship and then like your team gets better and then you start coaching and then you win a championship as a coach cuz you don't quite it's not the same as winning as a player. Yeah. But you still are like part of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean also Cobb was uh, nominated for an Nobel yeah. Peace Prize which is probably
0: lost to a man though. Probably. Kissing. Fucking men. <laughs> <But>
1: <laughs> I don't hate men, okay? <laughs> yeah.
0: And I don't hate Florida. <laughs> um
1: no, but I mean it's it's still a big deal especially like those women were so brave to try to accomplish something that seemed nearly impossible. And, and although they didn't accomplish what they thought to, I mean, it's still, they still helped in advancing women's rights and mm-hmm. women's involvement and in things like space and STEM yeah. or whatever. So, although I could never do those kind of jobs, I still appreciate when women get the opportunity to get into those fields because yeah. it's very much needed.
0: Mm. And yeah. I mean, it was still here today fighting for equal women's rights in the workplace and, like...
1: Taking care of... the uh, the Deciding what they should do with their own bodies, mm -hmm. yes. Like,
0: their everyday life. So, some things... The more things change, the more things stay the same, I Mm -hmm. think, is kind of a recurring thing we always come across with these stories. Yeah. Sadly.
1: Yeah, but, you know, at least in... There's some... When it it comes to space exploration or whatever else, it's still... um, Obviously, the still needs to be improvement, but it's gotten mm-hmm. a lot better. Yeah. But yeah, that's my story.
0: Very cool. Yeah. I,
1: again, I feel like I always do you something do about women. women. Yeah. Yeah. Did, you,
0: did you just Google women in space and then whatever you doing? No, I, I, just, I
1: just randomly found it. And I was like, oh, this reminds me of that movie. And yeah. so I looked into it more. And I was like, oh, it's okay. It's like every
0: episode. It's like for last week, school plus women. You do that <laughs> in Google. <laughs> TV plus women in <laughs> Google. <laughs> that's your strategy.
1: Exactly. I mean, I've been cut.
0: You are the female voice, so yes, it's only right that you speak up for women
1: because women are amazing. Just like just childbirth alone, like you're welcome, whole society.
0: Mm -hmm. And I guess to continue on like piling on men, let's go ahead and get into questioning Florida (laughs) because this guy deserves it. Mm So, as usual, I don't, know, I don't know how many of these have been a Florida woman. Probably, like, two or three out of 40.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are definitely <laughs> women out there that are not the mm-hmm. best.
0: So, alright, headline. Okay. Oh, this is from um, May 23rd of this year, so it, as of we're recording this, it's like three days ago. Okay. Pensacola man arrested after posting Facebook Live video of his break-in. Police say.
1: Okay, well, um, not the <laughs> smartest move. <but. laughs>
0: so, um, a Pensacola man who was upset that his girlfriend spent too much time on the phone allegedly posted a Facebook live video of of himself breaking into her house, where he then smashed her two cell phones, according to authorities. So, there's what? a lot, there's a lot to unpack here.
1: Why does she have two cell phones? Is it <laughs> one for work? Or? Yeah,
0: a lot of people had two cell phones. Maybe one for for Instagram, the rest one for.
1: Yeah, and and but like, can you just like not break in? And if she, if you're already dating her, can you just knock on the door and be like, hey?
0: Okay, well, I'll I'll explain what what happened here. Also, it's kind of funny that he's she spends too much time on the phone, yet he live streams himself from his own phone.
1: Yeah, and, and she met is like, I mean, I feel like um, if that was a reaction from every like person, I feel like a lot of Mexicans would get broken into.
0: And <laughs> why? Because
1: well, just because uh from my experience being a Mexican, mm-hmm. Mexicans spent a lot of time on the phone.
0: Yeah, I think his his main thing was is not like really talking, it's just like scrolling through her phone and looking at it all day and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so Dwight Devon, forty five
1: that sound those two names don't go together. Yeah <laughs>
0: It sounds like two different people, Dwight and Devon. They're like a couple.
1: Yeah, it's like Dwight Schrute from the office decided (laughs) to go gangster.
0: (laughs) Gangster. Was arrested Wednesday and charged with burglary of an unoccupied dwelling, grand theft, and damage to personal property. Uh, According to an arrest report, an officer with the police department was dispatched around 9 a.m. for a burglary call. A woman told the officer that earlier that morning she had argued with her boyfriend, who was angry that she owned multiple cell phones and was upset over the amount of time she spent on the phones. So, um, after a verbal altercation, she left her residence around 7.20 a.m. while he was still sitting on the front porch. The woman said she had locked the door before leaving and had not given him permission to enter the house without her present. However... He did enter the home and posted a video of himself walking into the house on Facebook. When the woman returned, she found her two LG cell phones, which she had left near a television. Smashed and ruined. One was lying on the floor and the other had been moved to a bed, the report stated. Sure, what exactly? Why Why would you, you just throw one to another room? Like, Additionally, the woman found her indoor speaker system outside in the yard, and a Bluetooth speaker moved from where she had stored the device and she couldn't find 20 DVDs that she claimed were missing. So,
1: Why would you, like, steal DVDs? <laughs> I don't know.
0: And, <laughs> it still has 20 DVDs anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I have a rack some, full of some older ones, but...
1: But, I mean, you never can just use download them, them online, Yeah, you can download like, everything now. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she has, like... I mean,
0: she does still have LG cell phones, so I don't know. <laughs> they might be, like, flip phones.
1: Maybe they're, like, stuck uh, seven years in the past or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess. The woman, well, Florida kind of is, in general, (laughs) 70 years in the past. Um, The woman also could not not find her purse, but told officers there was a chance she had left it at a friend's house. So, I I don't know, she's not the smartest either.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, she's the victim here. I know, but
0: she, uh, okay, I shouldn't victim blame. The officer watched the video and noted in the report that it clearly shows Devon opening the woman's front door and walking through her house. The report stated, it should be noted at the time of the video, the door was not locked. The Facebook Live video does not show Devon taking any items or breaking any items. So, I mean, the report doesn't seem to really corroborate what it, what the, what the like this, this story says, but clearly there was enough to arrest him. Mm-hmm. He was booked and um, held with a $16,000 bond. As of Thursday morning, he remained in custody. So that was you know three days ago or something like a few days ago hmm. so um yeah if you're gonna break into someone's house don't stream it especially if it's someone you know
1: yeah it's people really are really sad. doing
0: some stupid things on facebook live sorry go ahead.
1: yeah there's just like so many sh- so many stuff that's going on that people just facebook live that's kind of sad really uh-huh. like Pe- crimes and stuff like people that seem
0: to be doing things just for like the shock or the attention attention of it or trying to get likes or followers or whatever even when it's clearly just a horrible or stupid thing to do Mm -hmm. i mean luckily this is kind of minor you just like
1: yeah it's not like committing murder or anything (laughs)
0: um but yeah that's a story of dwight devon way to go dumbass yeah (laughs) all right let's go into our next section we're going back to space here and um as usual we're gonna play spot the fake So, um, I found an article on popular mechanics. Okay. And it's 10 weird things that we've sent to space. Are
1: are mechanics popular?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, these are the popular ones. Okay. There's some popular people in every field, I think.
1: Maybe, yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) I never thought of that. That is a weird magazine title. Um, all right. So they, they compile a list of 10 weird things that we have sent to space or people have sent to space. Lickies. What? Monkeys. Monkeys? Oh, yeah.
1: I was going to do my story about monkeys. <laughs> this.
0: There was a, uh, like, an animal one, like, weird animals that have been sent mm-hmm. its own thing, but this one was Tardigrades? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, they have a nice space. Okay. Yeah. How did they do? <laughs> yeah, it came back fine. <laughs> of course. Because they're badass animals, even though they're, like, microscopic and, yeah, <laughs> and live in moss. <laughs>
0: All right, so in no particular order, these are the choices. Or one is there of these, an order? No. Okay. And even when I read them back, I'm not going to do them in a certain order, so don't read anything into it. <laughs> I made up one of these. The rest of these were all sent to space, okay? Okay. Number one, an electric guitar. Okay. Number two, a lightsaber. Number three, a corned beef sandwich. Number four, a Playboy magazine. Number one, an electric guitar. Number two, a lightsaber. Number three, a corned beef sandwich. Number four, a Playboy magazine. Okay. What's your what's your thought process here?
1: Okay, so I think the lightsaber is real. Just because they're the whole space
0: correlation, yeah.
1: <laughs> nerds and so yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Um Well I'll I'll give you that one. Lightsaber is real. I'll just read that one and then we can narrow it down. Luke Skywalker's one-and-a-half-pound Jedi lightsaber found its way on board the 23rd mission bound for the ISS in 2007 as part of the 30th anniversary celebration for Star Wars. The lightsaber, which was used in Return of the Jedi, received a proper send-off as Chewbacca, Boba Fett, and stormtroopers were on hand when it left Oakland International Airport. Come a long way from not allowing women to... Yeah, Chewing I was, like, okay,
1: I was, I was going to say, okay, so women can't go in space, but a lightsaber can.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Chewbacca can send it off. Okay, so the other three were a Playboy magazine, an electric guitar, and a corned beef sandwich.
1: Uh, I feel like an electric guitar would be sent up to space. Why is that? I don't know, maybe one of the astronauts like to play guitar and <laughs> they get
0: bored and they're like... Yeah. <laughs> is that your guitar? Yeah. Sounds like a distorted saxophone. Okay, I'll I'll insert in a real cool sounding guitar on that part. Okay, thank you. Yes, I won't. Okay, (laughs) so it's between a Playboy magazine and a corned beef sandwich. How random was I in this? Did I put a corned beef sandwich to throw you off, or?
1: Well, I think now it's the electric guitar because you didn't explain it further.
0: Well, no, I was only going to narrow it down once for you.
1: Oh, okay. Because,
0: like I did last week, I didn't want to cut it from four. Like, since I give you four, if you pick one right off the bat that's real, I'm going to give you one. But I'm not going to do it all the time, because then it's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, a trick guitar, <laughs> corned beef sandwich, and... And a
0: Playboy magazine. Oh, so you put the guitar back in the mix after that move? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Um... <laughs> the one that's not real. It's just go... <laughs>
0: Gonna okay, I'm, so, I'm going to go on. with
1: my gut and say it's a core beef sandwich. It's fake? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, let me let me go to the ones that are real. That Obviously, there's another one that you chose that is correct. Here it is. On November, on November 14th, 1969, NASA launched its second manned expedition to the moon, Apollo 12. As a joke between the prime and backup crews, the latter crew included some playboy spreads and the Apollo 12 cru- uh, cruise checklists, which are attached to the astronauts' wrist as they survey the lunar landscape. The f- <laughs> this is dumb. The four pictures also included small captions like, seen any interesting hills and valleys? So
1: Freaking men. See, this, this ship <laughs> wouldn't happen if the women were allowed to go into <laughs> yeah. space.
0: Uh, astronaut Richard Gordon, who stayed in orbit around the moon during the mission, also found a topless calendar hidden in a locker, in 2011, the calendar was auctioned for more than $10,000. So I guess just because it had been into space, I don't know. I guess so. All right, so let me read the next one. I'm just going to find out if I got you or not. One of the, f- the few truly infamous sandwiches in history, this particular corned beef sandwich was the smuggled property of astronaut John Young, He snuck it aboard the Gemini 3 mission in 1965. <laughs> Yeah. You like how I, uh, like, saved that when you tried to bring guitar back into the mix? Yeah. shouldn't have trusted you, Timmy. That's pretty good. And you were looking right at me, too. That was scary. <laughs> I, I couldn't uh, hide anywhere, but oh, I got you. But it is true, though, that I'm going to do it that way, because I can't narrow them all down. Because then mm-hmm. it's just like giving you the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, all right. Um, Young wasn't too thrilled about subsisting on dehydrated space chow during his five-hour mission. So he decided to bring a bag lunch. So he snuck it on, basically. He even shared his corned beef contraband with his co pilot, Gus.
1: But really, a corned beef
0: sandwich? <laughs> yeah, I don't Out know. Of all uh, things... What is corned beef even? I don't think I've even had that. Um, is it just beef that's.
1: I feel like, isn't it a Jewish thing? <laughs> I don't know. Well, let me look at the picture.
0: I mean, I can. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it too, but. It's a sandwich filled with corned beef. Oh, well, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look up corned beef. All right, here we go. There's a salt cured beef product. The term comes from the treatment of the meat with large grained rock salt, also called corns of salt. Sometimes mm. sugar and spices are also added to corned beef recipes. Corned beef is featured as an ingredient in many cuisines. Okay. So it's just like a salty okay. beef.
1: Is corned beef sandwich Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Every time I'm at a Jewish dinner, I have a hard time deciding between pastrami sandwich and corned beef sandwich.
0: Okay, so yes, probably crumbs. <laughs> All right. Um, so the big deal about this was that crumbs from the sandwich could have entered the spacecraft's sensitive equipment and caused a deadly malfunction. Though no such thing happened. So
1: again. If this was women, women wouldn't have brought a corned beef sandwich. They would have brought something better, like like a fucking taco or something, or pizza.
0: They would have had crumbs still, though. But,
1: yeah, but still, (laughs) it's more understandable than a sandwich.
0: You'd rather die at the hands of a taco than corned beef.
1: Yeah, or pizza.
0: When it comes down to it. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, all right, I'm on a roll now, I think. I've gotten you a couple times. All right, so we'll get out of here on this main story. And this was from, um, well, this was published on July of 2018. Okay. And it is from it is about astronaut training and like what you do when you're actually in space. Mm. And it's 27 insane things astronauts have to do. But okay. of course, I narrowed it down to eight because that's a lot. <laughs> eight of the most interesting ones that um, astronauts have to do. Some okay. of these you might have heard of, I know I like I haven't heard of most of these. Um, all right, so we'll get into it. Number one, Dodge sweat balls.
1: Dodge sweatballs.
0: So let me explain. Okay. <laughs> Since they have to work out more than usual, usually around two hours a day, astronauts also tend to sweat quite a bit in space, which due to gravity can produce floating balls of sweat that they have to tackle with a towel. Rather than rolling down their face, beads of sweat just cling to astronauts in salty blobs unless they do something about it. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, that's one of those small things you wouldn't think about. But yeah, you you could you could see how that happens. Mm
1: -hmm. But two hours, thing. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, you have to keep your muscles. You know, you don't have gravity to help out with like. Not worth it. (laughs) Exactly. All right, number two, tie themselves down to sleep.
1: Oh yeah, that makes
0: sense. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Without gravity, astronauts could sleep on the ceiling if they like. But this is the part I didn't know about. Due to safety concerns and to avoid disorientation or phantom phantom limb, so basically like fake feelings of amputation. Uh astronauts phantom generally Phantom? Yeah, you know what phantom limb is, right? Yeah. It's when you don't have a, a appendage anything. and you feel well this is like you have it, but it still feels like it feels like it's amputated.
1: Weird. Which is,
0: yeah. You can have, yeah, in parentheses it says, yes, you can have fake feelings of amputation. So astronauts generally prefer to tether themselves to a wall inside of a sleeping bag. Which, yeah, that's kind of interesting.
1: Like a vampire? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I imagine that's how, um... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what? I was going to say, I imagine how. that's how, like, uh... like um... Kellyanne Conway sleeps or something. Uh, <laughs> or like Sarah Huckabee. <laughs> they just sleep like a, like, a, like a bat. I can see that. <laughs> Number three. Um, it's best to stop crying. Or don't cry when you're in space.
1: So what, this is why, this is why, why it's good for men. You know
0: what? John Glenn was right all along. <laughs> <laughs> Women should never have gone to space. <laughs> just kidding. Whether they're feeling emotional or just have a bit of dust in their eyes... Astronauts will find that tears don't roll down their cheeks, but instead just stay right there in their eyes, and apparently it stings a lot.
1: So, like, do you, do they have to have perfect vision? Because, like, imagine like having to wear contacts or glasses. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm sure you're, you you can't have contacts in space as it is because of the. Just, I don't feel like that's I feel, safe.
1: I mean, I feel I, I've never had to put contacts in my eyes before, mm-hmm. but I feel like it would be more difficult without gravity because you're like oh, the contact like <laughs> just falls into in the, air. the air and you're like where got to dip, is it you <laughs> gotta
0: dip it into the solution but it's just in the air too yeah i don't think you can do contacts in space i might be wrong but probably not
1: and then glasses too like when they just float off you, you
0: you can just have like a band I guess atta- so. attaching it from the back i guess all right number four walk underwater for entire work days Another central piece of the training is practicing day-to-day assembly and maintenance in a facility that mimics what it's like to be floating in space. A gigantic pool in which uh, the astronauts float underwater for up to seven hours at a time. So, yeah, basically like a workday. So So they have like a a way to breathe, yeah. The neutral uh, buoyancy laboratory measures 202 feet by 102 feet and gets up to 40 feet deep. So it's huge mm-hmm. and it holds 6.2 million ga- gallons of water. So they can have enough space to practice their spacewalks and other f- procedures. That's crazy. Yeah. And that would feel so weird. Like, it's already just kind of weird. Um, <laughs> like, just going to the movies and you come out and it's all bright. Imagine being underwater for seven hours <laughs> and then you come up and you're like, holy shit. You
1: can't sh- even, like,
0: ah th- uh, like,
1: can't be on your phone or anything. You just got to do your work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Freaking women in their phones, man. Multiple phones. <laughs> Number five, lose their sense of smell. Possibly because... But that's
1: my yeah, best see? sense.
0: All of these are like horrible for you.
1: Well, yeah, for, for me specifically. <laughs> Not for yeah. women in general. Men, women would, would rock being um, astronauts.
0: Yeah. Possibly because of mucus buildup, astronauts are sure to see their sense of smell significantly diminished in space. This also means that their sense of taste also goes down. Oh,
1: right, already. (laughs) Yeah,
0: which is perhaps why spicy foods and hot sauce are popular among the profession. A spicy kick may be the only thing that gives astronauts the same level of flavor they would experience on Earth.
1: But but like if you eat too much spicy yeah
0: i know and that's then you
1: and then you poop and then it's hot <laughs> then what do you wait how do you how do you go to the bathroom they have space? like
0: a this was one of them but I, I cut it out but it was like a vacuum type of toilet seal thing that you have to train to do also spend hours to train how to just mm, see the,
1: that's I that's not the ideal place <laughs> to do your business after eating spicy food
0: Okay, tell me what you think this one is about, okay. which is from, okay, number six, a deal with chicken legs.
1: A deal with chicken legs?
0: Yeah, they have to deal with chicken legs. What do you think that means?
1: Um, maybe because something about the gravity or then not able, like, not moving their legs as much, they have to build their muscles in their legs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you got it. So, astronauts find that their legs tend to look spindly and wimpy. Since there's no gravity helping move blood downward. This is called skinny leg syndrome. And it can stick around for a while before the astronaut's body adjusts. So that's another thing you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chicken legs.
1: Chicken legs. Yeah.
0: Didn't know that one either. I I know that your whole like density or like your weight is goes down to or like your everything is different as far as like your muscle mass gets.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Diminishes and stuff. That's why they have to work out so much and sweat all over themselves. Number seven, stop snoring. So this is one way that sleeping in space is better. There is no gravity pushing the pharynx of one's mouth into their windpipe, creating sound as the air flows in and out. In other words, no snoring. So
1: I don't really care yeah, about that. I don't snore.
0: Yeah. Thankfully, none of us do because that would be an issue.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, not for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you but can sleep you. like a rock unless some, like a, a fly moves around. <laughs> It's movement. You're like a what's like a is it a bat or something like something or um, <laughs> It has to be an animal or like a snake. Like it's movement that you that startles you. It's not like so, it's not like sound. I guess so. I, I think it would be a snake or like a Jurassic Park um, T Rex.
1: Oh, the Velociraptors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, the last one. We'll get out of here on this one. Number eight. Learn Russian. This one it makes sense. Mm. The International Space Station uses uh, Soyuz spacecrafts, which were created for the Soviet Union space program in the 1960s. Operating these vehicles demands users have an in-depth technical knowledge of Russian, For this reason, NASA puts its astronauts through an intensive Russian language tutoring program, sometimes even sending trainees to live with host families in Moscow as they learn.
1: Again, that's... Too much. (laughs) Well, because my thing is that, like, I could probably learn other languages, but as long as it's similar to, like, Spanish or something, Mm -hmm. like Italian or Portuguese, like, maybe even Greek, I could probably learn those, but... Something Russian like is completely different. Russia yeah. is, yeah, it's like it's kind Mandarin. of Mandarin, like Mandarin, any Asian yeah. language would be really hard for me just because it's n- and nothing similar to English or Spanish. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, so I mean, there were more to it too. Um, the list was it was called bestlifeonline.com. It's just kind of like a, a site that compiles like, interesting lists and stuff. So, cool. Yeah, that's some of the things you have to do. So, bottom line is, uh, nah, fuck it. Nah, I'm good. <laughs>
1: we'll stay down
0: here. We oh, they yeah. can, they can explore.
1: We'll let the other smart people of the world deal with that exactly. stuff. All
0: right. Because so. I'm not that smart. Uh, you just got a master's.
1: But, but I mean, Summa the- cum
0: laude, master's. calm down.
1: But I'm not that You're not kind of smart. That
0: kind of smart. Okay, that's different. Yeah. Now on that note, cheers to you not being that kind of smart.
1: Yay! Smails fuck our math. Glasses here. And physics.
0: <laughs> and go grab a refill. All right,
1: bye. Bye everyone.
0: I'd rather die at the hands of a taco than corned beef.